It's a djembe between his legs. Uh-huh. Uh, Strap-on zombie dildo. So he would pound that against the djembe for the bass. Uh, sounds... And then kind of use a, a stick for the um, for the snare sound. But then he also had on a, a washboard with lots of bells and, uh, you know, like clown horns and stuff on it. It was a hit. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> People were confused. <laughs> we got uh, booed off the stage in Aberdeen. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. Old enough to work, old enough to drink. Here's yep. a gun, a bottle of whiskey, and two dollars. Mm-hmm. Get Go the fuck out, out of my house. Yeah. Go, out and Go see join the, the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Go uh, yeah, we were just looking around. Uh, Will said he was talking to Darren, so I was kind of like looking, looking around that area of Colorado. And did you know there's a Portland, Colorado? Because I didn't. No, a lot of <laughs> ports in Colorado. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's on the Arkansas River, Arkansas. Which, I think it's know, Arkansas. Which which can't get any further from Arkansas if it tries. Jesus Christ. The way we name things in this country. Uh, Welcome back to The Way We Name Things here on NPR. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Oh, oh, West Was Fucked. Fuck. There we go. Uh, if, you join, if you joined us last week, yeah, good job. Gold star. Uh, if you joined us last week, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Doc Holliday, um, who, as we learned last week, was uh, maybe every bit as sweaty, but probably a little less charming than he was portrayed, portrayed by Val Kilmer yeah, no in shit. Uh, the 1993's Tombstone. Uh, so where we left off last week is uh, they're in Tombstone, and uh, Marshall Fred White has just been shot in the crotch. By Curly Bill Brocious. And that's what I can remember from. <laughs> so go ahead, Will. Uh, Doc was quiet and restrained usually when he wasn't drunk, but he was quick tempered when he was drinking. And he was. But he also had that time. southern sense of honor, too. So uh, he everybody kind of thought he was kind of more of a, uh, you know, plantation type owner, but. He really wasn't that rich anyway. Kind of came right. off that way. At first, Doc didn't mind the Cowboys, gambled with them. The Cowboys were described as wild, reckless escaped criminals and refugees. So, of course, but, he liked them. Yep, but some were just ex-miners, just kind of people hanging out. Aren't we all we're just all, ex-miners? I was going to say, we're all ex-miners. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Fucking, thought this was supposed to be educational, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lasseau, <laughs> former child. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they didn't really work and always had money, which is always suspicious. 
Uh, basically, they stole cattle from Mexico and stole or sold them in the U.S. But some of the cowboys owned ranches in the area to make them look actually legitimate. Uh, like old man Clanton and his three boys, Phineas, or Finn, Ike and Billy, and the McClory brothers. Uh, and Sheriff Behan would be charged with collusion with them. Did you say the, glo- no the Glory Brothers? Mc- McLory. Oh, McLory. McLory. I was like, the Glory Brothers of Glory Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they is. were actually well regarded in the community because it was okay as long as you're just stealing from Mexicans. They were well regarded because if you didn't regard them well, you would be killed. Mm-hmm. Another cowboy was named Johnny Ringo. They lie in boot hills all through the West. The outlaws, the gunslingers, the Billy the Kids, and worse. Say a fellow like the coward that shot Bill Hickok in the back. There's always one like that in every time of history. Most of them were varmints. But every once in a while, in one of them, there may have lived a man. Ringo, Ringo. Who, as a young man, watched his dad accidentally shoot himself. <laughs> he was a man killer Oops. before Arizona. and Texas, he shot a man in the neck for not having a drink with him. Again, you always got to have a drink with somebody. <laughs> always, or I will beat you with this bottle. You, you don't want a drink? I'll make it so you don't ever drink again. See, it just comes out the hole. No wonder That's AA fucking <laughs> grabbed a foot. No wonder they got ground. Jesus. Grabbed, grabbed uh, a foot? Yeah, I know. I was trying to think of a thing. What's it called? <laughs> sentence? Yeah, I was trying to think yeah. of a sentence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck oh, that with one. that. Uh, Ringo and Curly Bill were perceived as leaders of the gang, though in reality the gang had no leaders. It's just kind of loose configuration of people. So it's Antifa? Only... Um, yep. <laughs> only Eventually without, the cowboys... Would, without the serum? The okay. serum was whiskey? Yeah, super soldier serum, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course. And probably All the little, things that happen in Marvel movies. Probably a little more fascisty than the Benifa. Uh, eventually, the Cowboys would go on to holdups and horse thieving on American soil. Uh, this was going on even before the Doc and the Earps came to Tombstone. Uh, Doc didn't pay much attention to all the drama. Uh, he didn't even know of a secret deal. This is kind of sets up a lot of the conflict here that Wyatt Earp made with to get himself elected deputy sheriff with the cowboys there. Uh, but Doc did make Behan an enemy after refusing to deal Pharaoh to him one night, telling Behan he was gambling with money he had saved for his girlfriend, Sadie, uh, who would also be involved with Wyatt, which kind of would mention that he would be paying for sex. Oh. Or calling her a whore, basically. Oh. So now he's made enemies with the Sheriff Behan there. Which Behan? Fuck Behan. Yeah, he was definitely not on the right side of things. Yep, fuck the cops. If you believe the herb side of things, anyway. Well, yeah. He just looked, uh, he kind of looks like Bat Masterson anyway, who kind of looks like Pat Garrett, who kind of looks, you know, just the, the, yeah, they all look the same. Like, all the all the fucking grunk-ass lawmen look the same. Yeah. All look like Sam Elliott, so. Kind of. Later, Doc runs into Ike Clanton. He promised Wyatt that he had talked to him about Clanton and Wyatt making a deal to turn in those stage robbers in order to make Wyatt sheriff. But Clanton blabbed it before I had a chance to talk to him. And that God inc- damn it, Ike. implicated Doc in the affair, too. 
Uh, Doc cursed the fuck out of Clayton and told him to get his gun and get to work. Uh, so there was almost another shooting there. Morgan was there and let out Doc, with Clanton following behind and yelling, Hey, you're not so tough, are you? Uh, later, Clanton asked Virgil to give Doc a message. Uh, that damned son of a bitch has to fight. Uh, Virgil said that he wouldn't deliver the message, though. So, As you can see, there's some bad blood boiling up here. We'll get into the tombstone thing Did they put out the- later on. Did they have the little, like, fucking thing like grade school kids do that, like... Oh, does she like me, yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The four-sided finger fucker thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever that fucking thing is. Mm -hmm. The the Tremor's puppet. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, the Tremor mouth puppet. (laughs) Oh, dude, see that new Tremors movie? Uh, Shrieker Island. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Oh, that's my movie wreck for this one. Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island. Yep. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Tremors, Shrieker Island, 2020. Fucking dope. Can't. can't wow. Is it better than Ninja 3, The Domination? Nothing's better than Ninja 3, The Domination. <laughs> you know this. You I I know. I would, I would pay <laughs> to watch a, a ninja lady dump V8 on her neck. <laughs> All day. I like every the, day. the song that they play while they're working out. Two, three, it turns into a question. Body Oh, the fight Body. after that is so tight, though, where there's the three guys that are, like, they want to, like, rape her, I think? I don't know. They're, it's it's ambiguous, but they basically... in, oh, the, in a- the alley? In the 80s, when they want to show that somebody's a really bad dude, they just make them a rapist, because that's the quickest, that's, easiest way to get there. That's a general, that's an indicator. Yeah. You know, it's high on the list of indicators. And then she just or fucking... that makes you president. Yeah. <laughs> today it makes you president, but back then it was a bad thing to do. Uh, but yeah, she just mops the fucking floor with him in front of a crowd of like 30 people, which is more people than I've ever had at a show that I've played. So <laughs> good on her for drawing a crowd. Right. Yep. Anyway, so Ike is drunk and still Shocking. drunk about eight in the morning. Yep. Tina's about to get slapped and still awake from the night before. So he picks up a pistol and rifle and goes looking for Doc. Or uh, any ERP, for that matter. And he was telling everybody that he was looking for him. Uh, Wyatt was warned, then went back to sleep. Same with Virgil. So they're not taking this guy very seriously. Uh, Kate woke up Doc and told him, uh, told Doc that he sat up and said, if God lets me live long enough to put on my clothes, he will see me. Ooh. <laughs> yep, the foreboding. That is a hangover talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God allows me. Then he throws up. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> now hand me my piss jar. I got to take a leak. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go get your Pedialyte. Put it in with the whiskey. <laughs> so the Earps meet up with each other and split up looking for Ike Clinton there. 
Uh, Virgil found him and bonked him on the head with his pistol and took Ike's guns. Uh, Virgil that, still wasn't taking Clatton seriously, though. That, that's two with the fucking pistol whipping. That's good. Two? That's like the mm-hmm. third that's, or fourth one this last two episodes. Yeah, that's progressive, man. They're not just straight shooting people. It's like, hey, fucking tink. A- ammo's expensive, dude. That's not out of the kindness of their fucking hearts. <laughs> well, I shot once and missed, so I'm going to hit him with uh, it now because I don't want to waste can, the other bullet can, I have. You can definitely kill somebody by pistol whipping them with, like, one of those old-ass fucking... Big iron fucking... It's like hitting somebody with a crowbar. You should be a motivational speaker, Bo. If you believe in yourself hard enough, (laughs) you could kill kill someone without shooting them. (laughs) (laughs) You could kill someone with a pistol without shooting them, yes. Well, You'd be better than what the the cops are listening to now, that one guy that goes around and scares uh, the shit out of all of them. uh, If you fully prepare yourself, in most cases, killing is just not that big a deal. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's... Pat... No. No, I wish. The other the other person. Okay, so like with a seven and a half inch barrel, a Colt Peacemaker weighs two and a half pounds. That's picture that. That's two and a half pounds of steel. Yeah. That you're cranking into somebody's fucking head. Yeah, you can kill somebody with that. Soup for my family. <laughs> yeah. And you're dead. So there. So they're not taking Clinton seriously. They basically, uh, they take him to the judge for a fine instead of throwing him in jail. But the judge was out, so they waited. Uh, Clatton still hadn't calmed down, though, making more threats against the Earps. Uh, Wyatt had seen enough and yelled at Clatton and stormed out. Uh, Tom McClory came in to see what the trouble Ike had gotten into now. And then they um, pistol whip him just on general principle because everybody's getting pistol whipped. <laughs> yep. Uh, McClory said if Wyatt wanted to fight, he'd do it. So Wyatt slaps him, and he grabs his pistol and smacks him with it. <laughs> About this time, some other cowboys show up in town to learn what's going on. They go to a gun shop and start stocking up on ammo. So they don't Wyatt, have to pistol whip people? Yep. My arm hurts. <laughs> so these guys are in in the store buying ammo. Uh, Wyatt sees their horse poke its head inside the building, which violated the town ordinance. <laughs> what, the what the fuck's going on in here? Oh, sir, we're just buying some ammo and some guns to go murder some guys in town with. Oh, yeah, well, that's fine, but did I just see a horse? Did I see a horse head? No horse heads inside. No horses on sidewalks. <laughs> that's some guy in the buffalo shit. Where he like gets yep. into the bar and starts knocking over the stove and shit. Yep. Ooh, put a drop a stove on your foot. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. So basically the whole town knows that there's gonna be some sort of trouble going on. What Virgil Virgil yeah. knows about this now, so he says as long as they stayed in the OK Corral, he wouldn't disarm them. But as soon as they left, he would disarm them. It'd been easier uh, to disarm them before they armed, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Behan refused to arrest him, but he wants to go help and talk to him. Uh, by this time, Morgan finds Doc coming from breakfast and filled him in on the situation. Uh, where are you going? asked Doc. We're going to make a fight, replied Wyatt. Well, you're not going to leave me out, are you? And he said, this is none of your affair. And I said, this is a hell of a thing to say to me. Yep. It's going to be you, a tough one. 
Which they and, do in Tombstone. Yep. And then uh, Doc says, tough ones are the ones I like. Oh, God. That's what Ooh, she said. I like it tough. First of all, yep. we're going to make a fight. Yeah. That sounds like, okay, today we're going to make a fight. How many of you are there? Oh, there's six of you? Okay. So we have our melee weapons in this band over here. You can choose up to two of those. Uh, there's some uh, projectile weapons over here, two of those per customer as well. And then um, each fist gets glue, and then whatever you like to dip it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last two get some uh, uh, yeah, some adhesive and uh, fist wraps with uh, our one of our wonderful dipping bands. Now we have broken <laughs> glass, we have thumbtack, and uh, this week's special is pork and Oh yeah, pork and And we have M&M's, just in case you like yeah. USB. M&M's and nerds. Because nerds really stink <laughs> if you get them in your eye. Oh, you know it, dude. That's why I load all my shotgun shells with Nerds brand nerds. Buckshot. A Bronson Swagger company. God damn. <laughs> I still got to try that sometime. <laughs> that was my lo- favorite as a kid. Core nuts and nerds. That's a good combo. Oh, yeah. All your teeth are leaving your head in chunks. Yep. That's right. This episode brought to you by Core Nuts. Mm. The best for podcasting. Yep. Podcasting fuel. <laughs> Between that and just giant heaping spoonfuls of peanut butter. That's what kept Mr. Ed talking anyway. Mm-hmm. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. Uh, Virgil settles the matter by giving Doc a shotgun from Wells Fargo and tells him to hide it under his coat. It's like, here, shut up. Take what do you mean what do you take the nice? shotgun? Nowadays, if you could just walk into, like, Chase Bank and they give you an Uzi. You know, well, well, Wyatt worked for well, Wells Fargo, too, so. Oh. So, so picture yeah. it is like, you know how, like, they used to have, like, take a lollipop after you make a deposit? You know, here's your shotgun. Yeah. Like, Thanks for banking at Bank of America. Here's a Mac-10. Yep, exactly. See you later. No, that was uh, Bowling for Columbine that uh, Michael Moore did that. Mm. Opened a bank account. Oh got, got a, a free shotgun. Yeah, forgot about that. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Holy shit! You make a joke in America? No. Yeah, no, there are it's no, been done before. Yeah, there it's no already jokes. real. Like bloodstock. Yep. Uh, Bian tries to talk the cowboys out of the fight and to give up the guns, but that didn't work. Then he tries to stop the Earps from coming and saying that there'd be trouble if they didn't, but that didn't stop them either. Because they didn't know there was going to be trouble as, I don't know, they're approaching a bunch of guys they know are armed and drunk and been getting pissed whipped all day. I'm sure they had no inkling that trouble was going to kick off. Yeah, and been talking shit about them the whole yeah. day before. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking dog in the house fire meme. This is yeah, fine. This is fine. Virgil comes to the five cowboys and tells them that he aimed to disarm them. Uh, they said, we will. We're going to give up our arms while reaching for them. Uh, Wyatt took no chances and grabs his revolver. So this is a uh, era contention. He's like, did they really mean to give up their guns or were they just planning on firing? I think they're planning on firing, but I would definitely eat a restaurant called the Five Cowboys. Well, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah. Where that's a restaurant rating. Like, how many cowboys did he get? Five. Three Holy and a half shit. cowboys. That's, that's some excellent beef and beans, you know. <laughs> uh, also, you know, I've seen plenty of shirts, especially over the last four years, that are like, you can have my guns bullet first. 
So Wyatt takes no chances, grabs his revolver. He fires the first shot into the belly of Frank McClory. Uh, Billy Clanton fires wide of Wyatt. Ike broke and rammed and grabbed Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt told him to go to fighting or go the fuck away. Mm-hmm. So Ike runs. Uh, the mortally wounded Frank McClory and Billy Claiborne put up a fight, fighting rapidly. Virgil goes down being shot in the calf, probably by Ouch. Frank. Another Mex- bullet Mexican pay leg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, another bullet tore through across the back of Morgan, chipping a vertebrae. Howie. How'd they know that back it's then? nice. Because they probably found the chip later on when they're fishing around <laughs> in the bullet wound with their dirty, shit-encrusted fingers. Oh, God. So Doc moves forward on Tom McClory, who is hiding behind a horse. The horse kind of ducks down in the chaos, exposing Tom. Ducks and down? Doc just threw Tom out of the bus. Our least no- moves. I was going to say, there's no fucking way a horse is like, duck and cover! Like, <laughs> That's what I picture. Well, in the show, they you know they kind of show like Doc fire in the air and the horse rears up, thus uncovering him. I'd say that's more likely than the horse ducking. I've never I, seen a horse. Fine. I think we're duck gra- and cover. I think a gr- grenade got thrown and the horse jumped on the grenade to like save the battalion. Right. <laughs> I've, ridden enough, I've ridden enough horses <laughs> yeah. where they try where they try to rub you off underneath like every low hanging tree branch. Shit, they they don't duck ever. Either way, Doc gives them both barrels. Yeah. Uh, Tom go. staggered away with Buckshot in his arm and his side. Uh, Billy Clanton by then was hit twice, once in the chest and once in the wrist. But he's down on one knee and keeps firing. Uh, Frank McClory was holding his horse as a shield, but then the horse bolted. Uh, Frank squatted in the street from exhaustion. Took a shit. But as, as Doc followed him, he got up lifting his pistol and said to Doc, I got you now. And Doc says, blaze away calmly. You're a daisy if you do. <laughs> that's real? So, that's real. Whoa! That's a cool uh, fucking, both, that's a cool fucking line. Yeah. Yep. Like, no matter who uh, you are, that's cool. Yeah. Both shot, Doc hit Frank in the chest as Morgan hit him in the side of the head. Frank shot went through Doc's coat and grazed him in the hip. Uh, by then, the fight was over. Uh, Clanton was trying to reload when two of the witnesses came over. Uh, he goes, give me some cartridges, Clanton demanded. Uh, C.S. Fly, one of the Which, you know, witnesses. Which, Ike or Billy? This is, I, uh, I, I should have ran away by that point. He should be in Fly's, uh, Fly's boarding house at this point. Yeah. Give me some cartridges, baby. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. That's gotta be Billy, because Billy hasn't been shot yet. Either way, they just take his gun. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, uh, White was the only one not hit. B.N. comes to arrest people now. Uh, uh, I have come to arrest you. Uh, White said, I will not be arrested. (laughs) (laughs) So he basically lets him go because he's a puss. Are you refusing to arrest? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Be on your Fine. way. <laughs> uh, Doc didn't linger around much. Returned to his room at C.S. Fly's place. Well, once again, which is right next to the goddamn gunfight. Like, Ike yep. Clanton had literally ran into, because Fly also ran, ran the photography studio there. 
and like Clanton, like Clanton went to like hide in there after Wyatt told him to get to fighting or get the hell away. Like, so he basically Doc went back to where he's staying, where Ike had just gone to like hide. Yep. Well, he was renting weird. a room like either above it or behind it or something. It's or above it, but it's, it's still fucking pretty adjacent. Like, okay, if you just got in a gunfight with a bunch of people in front of like your house and one of them like ran into your garage, do you just go take a nap into your bedroom? <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hopefully he didn't know that. Otherwise, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> or just ballsy. Or he just sat there on his bed with a pistol trained at the door for hours. I I would uh, I would vote for that last one. That's probably what happened. Yeah. So at first, public sentiment were with the Earps, uh, but the funerals for the three cowboys that were uh, deaded were the largest in Tombstone history. So oh, the no. town's kind of divided. You know, fake news versus real news. I guess this is where it started, uh, man. Yep. Behan's story was against the Earps, though, so he's on the cowboy side. So October 29th, warrants were issued for the arrests of the Earps and Doc. Only White and Doc were taken into custody, though. Morgan and Virgil were still recovering from their wounds. Uh, the Earp brothers had good records in law enforcement, so the prosecution would focus on the degenerate gambler. That was Doc. Ah. Especially since he had a confrontation with Calatin the night before. Well, yeah, because, well, I, Clanton was the, the month before the trial... He pretty much did nothing but talk shit about how bad the herbs were and how they look how many times they pistol whipped me for being a dick and you know. So he's kinda whooping it up. Um uh, Doc was not called to testify, even though as kind of backup man he saw all that happen though. Mm-hmm. Uh Judge Spicer let him go. So the most famous gunfight of the old West, neither side wanted but thought that they had to do, because the other side did. Mm-hmm. But the Cowboys saw themselves as victims, too. So it also Whose lasted side a, are you going to take? Lasted about 30 seconds, and at least 30 rounds are fired in 30 seconds. So we're talking about single-action revolvers. Granted, it's multiple participants, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of lead flying in 30, like at least in 30 seconds. Second. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For that time period. Man, tales old as time. Everybody's the victim. Everybody's the on the right side of history yeah. at the mm-hmm. at the time, right? Right. So Doc, as a degenerate gambler, his participation in the shoot helped out the cause against the Earps, uh, especially with Doc's confrontation with Ike Clanton the night before, and his fight with Milton Joyce, and Kate's accusations about him being a stage robber. Right, and Ike Clanton actually said that Holiday had admitted to him that he was the stage robber, because you know they were such good buddies, constantly fighting all that. You know, Dosh gonna tell Ike Clanton all these secrets. You know, but Ike Ike claimed that shit. Uh, the acting governor had the marshal Crawley Dake, which is he's in the movie too, remove Behan and declare open war on the Cowboys because they're kind of getting sick of their shit. Mm-hmm. The mayor asked the marshal for military support to get rid of the cowboys. Jesus. The message was forwarded to President Chester A. Arthur, who asked Congress to include it in the bill, but you know how fast Congress acts. 21st 21st President of the United States. I learned that from uh, uh, Die Hard 3. Holy shit. Is that guy dead? 
Yes, Jerry. Afraid he is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I want you to get a hold of a guy named Cobb. Walter Cobb. C-O-B-B. He's the head of my police unit. Get him down here. Find him. Tell him to work with John McClain. Tell him to find out who the 21st president was. Chester A. Arthur. What? Chester A. Arthur. 1881 to 1885. Nominated vice president in 1880. Did you know he was collector of customs right here in New York? No, I didn't know that, Jerry. I would have had to look that up, but... Who was the... Who was the 22nd? Who cares? He what was he in Die Hard Three? No, Chester no. A. Arthur was a Die Hard Three. So as Congress was fiddling over that bill, the night of December twenty eighth, eighteen eighty one, Virgil leaves the Oriental Saloon to return to his room at the Cosmopolitan dude, Hotel. Dude, please, Asian American. Oh, sorry. Asian American no. Hotel. Yep. Or well, not quite Big Lebowski style, but. Was gonna do that joke, but I guess he says Chinaman, not Oriental, so it doesn't even work. It's the fucking same. <laughs> yeah, it is the same. <sighs> Literally. Either the same. way, from the darkness come the sound of shotgun blasts. Virgil was knocked down, but he gets back up. Again. I believe in a thing I, called love. I was like, I get knocked down and I get up again, and I'm gonna shoot some guys. Except for he doesn't. I was thinking the band the darkness. So okay. he goes back to the Oriental to tell Wyatt that he's been shot. Oh, by the way, I'm shot. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. You need to go see a doctor. <laughs> see, that's the problem. Do we have to go to the emergency room or do we have to go to the clinic that we have to wait two hours for? Yeah, no shit. You need to see an emergency barber. Yep. Wait, I'll tell him to go get his horseshoeing tools. Yep. He'll, he'll, from he'll, dock. he'll burn that hole closed and then get your humors all in check. <laughs> humors all <laughs> align to your chakra humors mm, with a little fiddling in the anus mm-hmm. uh, Virgil's left arm was shattered and other shots torn into his thigh and his kidney liver and spinal column the That's doctors it? wanted to remove the arm but Virgil didn't want him to so they removed five and a half inches of the humerus bone and wow. he tells his wife at least I got one arm to hold you with okay what part? So, Wait, humorous. and then they reattached it? They just removed it. So I guess he's just got a really short arm, arm just kind of hanging on him. What? I was going to say, because, I mean. Whoa, what the fuck? They just, they took a five inch, five and a half inch chunk out of his humerus? Did they put like a railroad spike or a dog bone or something in the place or <laughs> whatever they did back then? Or? Doesn't like say, some, but he didn't some, have use of his arm, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, no but, shit. You just got a dead guy's arm hanging off the fucking left side of you? <laughs> or right side, whatever the fuck it is? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you... <laughs> oh my god. So now he is a fucking comic book villain. Uh, wow. They're like, swingy arms gonna get you. Well, Virgil... Well... I'd rather just, like, get it cut off. Take well, that... he, really, he really liked his hand. I suppose I could have just sewn that onto his arm flap or whatever. It's my jacking hand. You can't cut it off. <laughs> but sir, your I arm need doesn't this work hand. at all. Your arm does not work, sir. I want my jacking hand. <sighs> Alright. We'll leave it on. It's basically turning it into an octopus arm. Yeah. Like if you remove that much bone. Yeah, it's just a blob. I'm trying to find more about this because I didn't realize they did that. We're going to give it, you a second elbow. Yeah. That's... And also, just think about it. 
how your muscles react. You know, they're kind of like stretched into place by the bone. Once you remove that much bone, it's like your bicep just sit there and pulsate like a fucking jellyfish every time you move your arm. Is this possible? Can you go dig up a fucking, like, get a cadaver elbow and put it halfway between your elbow and your shoulder? So yeah, you probably get a you, you can got, probably get a replacement elbow like one of those yeah fucking, one of those well I mean now you can but at the time I like, like I like I, I like well, well you get you get a you, you just put an elbow in between your elbow and your shoulder oh, oh yeah you can do that and then you the put an elbow in between your elbow and your wrist as well and then yeah, you got you, this fucking oh my god no I'll tell you what you got is you got gangrene is what you got <laughs> at that at that point like I want, so much gangrene I want three elbows. Well, I mean, with modern technology, they could probably... Dude, you're like Dr. Octopus at that point. Ugh. Ouch. I just, Ugh. I just want... Like, what it would look like, too. Just this round thing coming off your fucking side of you. Ugh. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. I no. wanted an elbow on my dick. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. You already are right. an elbow dick. <laughs> It'll get you drunk. Uh, Virgil said he saw Frank Stillwell in the area, and they also find Ike Clinton's hat in the empty lot where the shots were fired. Oh, but he wasn't there, according to some of his buddies. It said he was. Mm-hmm. It was just his hat was there because that's plausible. They wanted me to be there, but I sent my hat as a yeah, yeah, you know yeah. instead. And so he walked around hatless, which would get you burned at the stake or tar and feathered, yep. apparently. <laughs> like, so. Uh, Wyatt wires uh, Marshall Dake and says he's going to find out who shot Virgil. So Wyatt deputizes Doc Morgan, Sherman McMaster, Texas Jack Vermillion, yep. Turkey Creek Jack Johnson, Dan Tipton, and O.C. Charlie Smith, and probably a few others. Yeah, Turkey Creek heard so the... shit's on. He heard the Jack Johnson music from now, and he's like, I need to distinguish myself. I am Turkey yes. Creek Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Not that fucking shitbag Jack Johnson. I need a badass animal in my name. Let's see, uh, like, Hawk Creek, Bear Creek, Wolf Creek. <laughs> I need a landmark. No, I got it. A landmark and an animal. Turkey and Creek. Oh, yeah. Not even like, not like, like, like Bear Mauling River or like. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, his, his buddy, like, Hedge, Hedgehog Lane. Pterodactyl Ocean. Yeah. Fuck. Well, Jack Johnson music can euthanize animals, so. <laughs> Tougher than nails. I need, to, I need mine to be like something calm, like a turkey and a creep. Yeah. <laughs> The Babbling That's, Turkey Brook. Was, was that supposed to be a turkey? Oh, man. For months and months, I had a turkey call sitting right here on my computer, but I, I packed oh, it up. Oh, fuck. For, you failed. Yeah. Damn it. My neighbors would have really loved that when you start bucking off of the old turkey call. That's fine. If you guys don't know what a turkey call right. sounds like, it sounds like this. Oh, it's like there's one in the room here with me. Amazing. Can we do an elk bugle, too, while we're at it? That just sounds like a rusty uh, merry-go-round being really oh, I don't know that one. An elk bugle? Yeah. Is that oh, where you, you hollow out an elk horn and fucking scream through it? No, it's when elk want to fuck. That's their, like, come fuck me noise. That they oh, make. I feel like it's probably more like... 
no, no. It's super high, super high pitched. Really? Super, super high pitched. Uh, they were doing it when we were in uh, Yellowstone. I thought you heard. Uh, you, I don't. I, I think, nope, I don't I think know. you've heard it in real life. It's probably like in, more like that. It's it, yep. it's closer to that than the first one you did for sure. Uh, January sixth and eighth, there were some stage robberies around town. So more shitbaggery going on. On January 17th, Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday pass each other on the street. Look, darling, Johnny Ringo has the deadliest pistol there since Wild Bill, they say. Ringo challenged Doc to a duel. Doc wanted to fight too, saying, I'm your huckleberry, that's just my game. So that's a real fucking, that's a real quote too? Isn't that a daisy? Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Damn. That's tight. I think I looked up the origin of that. I think they placed Huckleberry on your uh, coffin. So you're what? saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, your coffin. Oh, like, like Huckleberry, bastard. like, or, like right. a wreath. Or I'm, something. I'm your death wreath. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing like just like Whoa. one Huckleberry rolling around on the lid of a coffin. Like, I'm your Huckleberry. Plink. Oh, fuck it, roll off. Anybody else bring your Huckleberry? I gotta put a new huckleberry on this guy's coffin. Ah, uh, put one in my pocket and it got all smushed. I don't feel good leaving it on the coffin. We gotta have a better quality one. Uh, see, the thing is, it was in my pocket getting all warm, and then I dropped my keys in my pocket, and it smushed. And now my keys are covered in huckleberry. And, and I, you know, you don't want to leave a smushed one. I mean, the guy was an asshole, but he, you know. But that's just, just disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, it's just. You want a nice, have... tight, perky huckleberry, like a hot, hot. Tight, perky huckleberry. All right, on second thought, I'm just going to go home. You have fun at the funeral. I'm getting <laughs> A young, tight, perky huckleberry. Ugh. Sandusky. What? Sandusky. I always, wanted that. I always wanted that as a catchphrase, but it never caught on for some reason. Oh, it did. Sandusky. Not the way you want, Be- the because way you want you, it to. Because when you run down the streets screaming it, like uh, people tend to flee. Like, if that's the way you're doing it, like, this Rasputin-looking bearded motherfucker just <laughs> comes at you out in the dark screaming, Sandusky! <laughs> I can see why. At uh, least I'm not naked listening to the Ghostbusters. Not, not right well, now. That, that's, see, that's that's your problem right there, man. A yeah. couple weeks. Give me a couple weeks. So the the fight gets broken up. Uh, White takes stock away. They're fined $32, and then both were released. Uh, Wyatt then gets worse to arrest Ike and Finn Clanton and a guy named Pony Deal, because why not? Pony Deal? <laughs> yep. Well, you know, throw shit against the wall until something sticks. That obviously didn't stick, so. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ringo was still in jail, but Behan let him go before Bo was po- uh, bail was posted. So Ringo goes out and warns all the other cowboys. Uh, James Earp. Wyatt's lesser-known brother saw Ringo leave and filed an affidavit for his arrest after he escaped. <laughs> so another posse was formed to get Ringo. Is this complicated enough? Yeah. Oh, this. hey, we were just after that guy. You just let him Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't know you were after him. We, yeah, we just let him out of jail. Just let him out of jail. Do you want us to go? Now we'll form another posse. It'll be fine. Yeah, this is so like this is like trying to explain a mafia movie to someone. Yeah. Just when you bring so him back, fucking, don't let him out. So many fucking names. So Ringo. there's essentially two two different parties, and they both think they're 
sheriffs or, or on the side of the law anyway. So after talking to his attorney, Ringo rides back and gives himself up. Uh, but he already warned the Clattons who left town. On January 30th, they did turn themselves in. Trial was held February 2nd. Uh, Ike Clanton's hat was found near the site, and Sherman McMaster overheard Ike saying he'd have to go back and finish the job in regards to the Virgil shooting. So that's kind of damning evidence there. Ike Clanton's hat was then placed upon the witness stand and cross-examined for over three hours by the prosecutor and the defense. It said nothing, so we couldn't charge it with anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the bartender at the Charleston that night said the Clattons were in there, so they were acquitted. Basically, you just need one person to say that they were in their bar, and you're you're off because you don't have the other evidence. White and Virgil resigned as deputies because of that. Well, and also because Virgil didn't have an arm that worked Mm -hmm. and was full of buckshot in the crotch and everything else. Also, there's two papers in town. The epitaph and the... What's the other one? Oh, shit. But one was for the Earps and one was against them. Right. Well, they, I think uh, the other one is the one that was writing about Ohomo the whole time. Oh, yeah. And then, because I'm, I'm familiar with the epitaph, but it was the other one that wrote about Ohomo. So I'm always like, how can you compete with the name Tombstone Epitaph for a paper? That is the most metal motherfucking It's pretty name fucking name. tight. It was the epitaph and the uh, New York Post. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... So they quit to show critics that they were for public safety and not for personal advancement, which actually why it was for personal advancement with the first deal he made with uh, these assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall Dake arrived in Tombstone, but wouldn't accept their resignations. Wyatt wrote to Ike Clanton to make peace, but he refused, and he swears out warrants against the Earps to have them arrested, and along with Doc, all went to jail except for Virgil, who's still recovering. For the rest of his but life. It was, yep. But it was quickly thrown out because no new evidence was submitted. February 17th, he rode out with another posse to find Pony Deal, Al T-Bot, and Charles Hawes, who wanted in the stage robberies. T-Bot? But they happen. T-Bot. That's like or a... Or T-Bot. That's like, like a, a... robot that serves tea? Or yeah. No, it's like a character from... plays like, golf. <laughs> Four. All right. But they happen to be in jail in Cisco, Texas. So you can't really arrest them if they're already arrested, I guess. You're under hey, double man, arrest, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's, I, I'm at the point where I'm just picturing like. Do the jails herps. fight each other? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Well, they got to fight each other like, for who's under arrest? Just Earps and Clantons and Holidays, like walking in and out of jail cells and in and out of courtrooms, like a, just, you know, just milling around like. Like a revolving door. Doc is going along with these posses, so that at least suggests that he's in good enough health, not coughing up too much blood. But uh, things are quiet for a few weeks, but on March 17th, Wyatt runs into one of the Cowboys' attorneys named Briggs Goodrich. There's something I never thought yeah. I'd hear, a Cowboys' attorney. Yeah, yep. well, Johnny Ringo went to go see his attorney. Yeah, I just, the words phonetically yeah. together are interesting. <laughs> Or even a goddamn werewolf's entitled legal counsel. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do? I'm a cowboy's attorney. <laughs> what the fuck? I also <laughs> sell catheters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he asked them for information. Um, Wyatt says, I think they were after us last night. Know anything about it? 
No, said Goodrich, but they're liable to shoot you in the neck at any time. Would you like to buy some tires? <laughs> uh, that evening, Morgan was playing pool. Then there was two shots. Morgan fell down, and Morgan was dying. Morgan, Morgan was died. Yep. Is that is that you? That was, was dying. Was, oh, was dying. I heard like, and Morgan was died. And he was died to death. That's a mountain man speak there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, the bullet hits him in the back, passes through the kidney and the liver, goes through him, and hits another man sitting next to the fire. A guy named A.B. Barry. That's kind of Ouch. impressive for uh, for that time. Yep. Now that happens a lot, like the Wild Bill getting shot in the back of the head and get, hitting the captain whatever in the wrist. And sure, there's a lot. Well, we've heard a lot of times about chunks of other guys' heads getting lodged in your head with the bullet or right. bullet passing through and bouncing off. Yeah, the bullet passed through his head and then his brains landed on some person who died of shock. And then one of his teeth, one of his teeth went down the alleyway and killed a stray chicken. So there's. Two shots. That one shot hits Morgan. The second shot hits right above Wyatt's head. Uh, as he was dying, he asked Wyatt, uh, do you know who did this? Uh, yes, said Wyatt, and I will get them. That's all I asked, said Morgan, but don't let them get you, brother. Wow. Uh, the, the, the scene in Tombstone is a little more, uh, a little more zazzy. You're right, Wyatt. They got me good. Don't let him get you, brother. You're the one. He's the one. Don't worry about that now. Remember what I said about about seeing a light when you're dying? Yeah. Yeah. Ain't true. Well, I I don't see see nothing at all. That's some. That's some night, some '90s filmmaking for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dramatic swell in the background. Morgan. Morgan. So James Earp, the other brother, goes with Morgan's remains to his parents. Wyatt made plans to send Virgil to California as well, uh, but he had work to do, so he didn't want any distractions. Next day, Doc rode with Wyatt to escort Virgil and his wife to Benson, where they would get on a train. Uh, hearing that the Cowboys were waiting to kill Virgil when he got on the train, Wyatt went along uh, through to Tucson. There at Tucson, a passenger told Wyatt there were two men laying on the flat car near the engine. Uh, Wyatt recognized one of them as Frank Stillwell and believed the other to be Ike Clanton. So Wyatt sneaks up behind him and they run. So Wyatt chases after him. Uh, Stillwell's companion disappeared, but Wyatt ran straight for Stillwell. Uh, Wyatt said later, I ran straight for Stillwell. It was he who killed my brother. Stillwell froze in his tracks, and Wyatt said, what a coward he was. He wouldn't shoot when I came near him. He stood there helpless and trembling for life. As I rushed upon him, he put out his hands and clutched my shotgun, and I let go with both barrels, and he stumbled down to the ground with mangled at my feet. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> Now that's what Wyatt, that's pretty brave, huh? That well, yeah, that's what Wyatt says. But then uh, that's under some like uh, basically uh, like nobody else on the train seemed to have noticed like this shotgun blast, you know, all that stuff. But they did find Stillwell's body laying along the tracks, riddled with buckshot, in between Tucson and Tombstone the next day. 
So, but Wyatt did say that he killed him, but can't prove it. Except for he very clearly killed him. Yeah, they're not waiting around for courts to decide this now. So Doc and the posse catch up to Wyatt, and then they put a few more rounds in Silva's body, just for good measure. (laughs) Uh, Tucson paper condemned as cold-blooded murder. Uh, Clanton and Stillwell were in town to face robbery charges. So it wasn't exactly a given that they were there to kill Virgil, because they're already in town, but... If you're in town for robbery charges, I wouldn't yeah, quite yeah, believe you anyway. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well. Well, except for somebody will say they saw him at a saloon and then their hat was upstairs or something, and then you're then you go to the jail where you walk back out of the jail immediately. So yeah, we're we're in town to face charges, but you know, well, we didn't do this other stuff. We posted ten dollars bail, and now we're in you know the casino and unlock shed up. with uh, unlock shed full yeah. of Winchesters and a sleeping guard every time. So back in Tombstone, the coroner's inquest claimed that Morgan was killed by Frank Stillwell and Pete Spence and two Indians. So coroner's inquest is a kind of basically a pre preliminary thing, I guess. It's like, oh yeah, the guy was shot, but he was shot by these guys. Like, how do you know that? It's like, we found a hat. Yeah. <laughs> good well, enough. then when we figure we throw in a couple Indians for good measure. You know? Always, always, always. Yeah, yeah. One cup of sugar. One cup of flour and, and a couple, a couple Indians. Indians and a Mexican for good for good measure, right? And a Mexican pant leg. Yep, one Mexican. So, PN tries to arrest Wyatt for the murder of Stillwell, but Wyatt refuses to get arrested and just leaves town. <laughs> I do love that. That's the second time he's tried to arrest me. He's like, no, no, nah, man, no, nah, nah. no, I'm good. No thanks. I don't feel like it. <laughs> Not to. I got a headache. Not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> So Wyatt and his posse ride out towards Pete Spence's wood camp. Oh, Woodhawks again. All motherfucking dead. So they talked to him there and said that Pete Spence went back to Tombstone to face assault charges. The ARP ARP party turns back towards town, then off the road. Later they find uh, Florentino Cruz as one of the two Indians, along with Stillwell, that killed Morgan they find him dead, shot four times. The, what, the uh, herbs do? No, the herbs did it. Oh, yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, the herbs say clearly the killed him. Pete Spence's yeah. can't find him. Right. He, well, first of all, he was woodhawking. Second of all, he was implicated in the murder of, uh, of Morgan. And once again, you know, as we've learned through this podcast, Native Americans do not generally fare very well when confronted with white people. Yep. With guns. And all so, you, for all some you, reason. All you got to be doing is woodhawking. Yep. I mean, that was enough alone. The guy was doomed. Mm-hmm. So according to Wyatt, before he shot Cruz, he named Curly Bill Brocious, John Ringo, Hank Swilling, Frank Stillwell, and himself in party to Morgan's death. Uh, Cruz held the horses, though, so he didn't do any of the shooting. Well... Uh, Behan starts up a posse that contained a dozen cowboys, including Curly Bill, Johnny Ringo, and Finn Clanton. On the 25th, uh, the Earp and Cowboy factions run into each other, and Curly Bill was killed. Uh, oh, that's none of the Earp party was injured. That's Iron Springs. Mm-hmm. Battle at Iron. That's a good one. That that one they show pretty good in Tombstone. Pretty good. Like, so Wyatt was the one that killed Curly Bill with a shotgun. Basically, all Earp's party hid in the brush as Wyatt advanced. Uh, everybody thought Wyatt had been shot, 
but his heel was shot and his saddle horn was shot off and it shredded his coattails, but Wyatt was unhit. Uh, Doc said they should make another charge. Wyatt said, if you fellows are hungry for a fight, go get your fill. But they go back after that. It shot oh, off his shit. saddle horn? How could he ride a horse after that? The man is truly amazing. Very careful. Right. There's a lot of just ride it like all have saddle horns. Uh, but this is the part, Tony, on like Tombstone when like Wyatt Earp's walking down the river screaming no and just blasting people with a 12 gauge. Except for if this was a 10 gauge. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and apparently, yeah, he had bullet holes all over in his duster, but he didn't get hit. And apparently, since he was using a 10-gauge double barrel and gave Curly Bill brochures, uh, like, I know it doesn't sound like but, like, a 10-gauge is bigger than a 12-gauge. I know you how know gauges saying? work. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of people get surprised. It, no, it's, um, the same, it's the same with wires. Like, I'm a, right. like I said, I'm an AC Master Certified Mechanic. Right. Exactly. I know how wire but, gauge works. But a lot of our listeners are not. Sure, so. sure, sure. But the, um, the, the smaller the number, the bigger the hole. Basically. Right. Yeah. So a 10 gauge is a pretty That's fucking. That's what she said. 10 gauge is a pr- pr- pretty fuck off big shotgun. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, it damn near shot uh, Curly Bill in half. Like, shot him right in the gut and pretty much damn near ripped him in half. Yeah, fuck. So, and, and also, Texas Jack Vermillion was in this fight, too. He had his horse shot, and the horse kind of fell on him, so he was kind of pinned down mm-hmm. by oh, his yeah. horse for a while, and that got to be terrifying when you're just laying there. Under a fucking by your horse. thousand pound animal. Just With just bullets flying. Fuck. Yeah. So. Jesus Christ. But anyway, there we go. So later on April 4th, the remaining people who were alive, named in the murder of Morgan, were acquitted. So this gives a little more credence to why it's uh, vigilanteism. Uh, later, the Cowboys killed uh, a judge's son. Now Uh-oh. the judge endorses vigilanteism, too. <laughs> Another gunfight occurred when the arrest of Peel's murderers took place. Uh, Hunt and Curly Bill's kid, Billy Grounds, were wounded, and Grounds was mortally wounded. A deputy sheriff, John Calypsi, was killed too. So that's 14 murders in 10 days there in uh, Tombstone. Holy so shit, doing pretty good. Dude. So at least Doc had a sense of purpose instead of just gambling and drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't really see himself as a killer or vigilante, but as a kind of instrument of the law and an agent of progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds real Doc progressive. Said, uh, Said he saw a change in Wyatt, too. He never hinted anything that homicidal before, but now Wyatt's pretty goddamn ham- homicidal. <laughs> pretty goddamn homicidal. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. You know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to camels for the next 30 days and see what a difference it makes in your smoking enjoyment? See how camels agree with your throat. See how mild and good tasting a cigarette can be.
March 27th, Wyatt goes to Henry Hooker's ranch for some fresh horses. Oh, yeah. Uh, Behan's posse was seen approaching the hottest, freshest horses. One nine hundred horses. horses. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, girl. Hook. You want a carrot? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Hooker said to make a stand there, but Wyatt didn't want him harmed, so they go about three miles outside the ranch. When Behan arrived, Hooker told him he didn't know where Erp was. Um, but he still feeds him breakfast anyway, which is the <laughs> honorable thing to do. Even though Hooker told uh, Behan that he wouldn't tell him if he actually knew anyway. Here, <laughs> have sure. some more eggs. By the way, I wouldn't tell you shit even if I knew where they were. You fucking Even if they scumbag. were like three miles away, even I if wouldn't they, tell even you. Even if they were in my basement right now, yeah. which they aren't. Here's another egg. I'm going to crack it in your mouth because I don't have any way to cook this thing. Yeah, yeah. So Behan leaves and the Earps come back after a few days. So after looking for the Cowboys the next few weeks, Wyatt and Doc and company leave for New Mexico to avoid prosecution because it's not a cut and dry thing where it's kind of half and half where who's the real criminals here? The answer is simple. They're all criminals. Yep. But who's the smoothest criminal? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Which, you know, that band Alien Ant Farm figured out for us. Yeah. So they leave for New Mexico to avoid getting arrested, uh, hoping that the charges will be dropped because they have friends at Wells Fargo and prominent businessmen in Tubestone. No, no corruption. No. So no. if you, Wells they Fargo. didn't have... Friends in high places back in the day, maybe we'd be talking about the Clatton side rather than the Earp side of things. Right. So they hold up in Albuquerque for two weeks and they hide. Then they leave for Trinidad County. Uh, there, Doc and White get into a fight because Doc was drunk again and quote unquote indiscreet with his remarks about some lady friends that might have been Jewish. So he calls White a Jew boy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Then. Doc yeah. Holiday is forever smeared. Racist as fuck. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, surprised, but I just like Val Kilmer movies. That's all. Yeah. It's just better. It's just better if you remember him as Val Kilmer, but at least he's not from Val, Top he's Secret. Not, not. He's not Val Kilmer from Top Secret. He is just yeah. a racist, fucking Southern <laughs> sympathizer, cock sucking motherfucker. A little bit. For whatever reason, they split ways. Uh, May 3rd, President Chester, Chester Asshole Arthur passed the act to give him more federal troops to keep peace in Arizona. So we so, all know that federal troops be keeping the shit out of that peace. Yep, that call in the National Guard. <laughs> Always mm-hmm. call in the National Guard. <laughs> they will not spirit you away to a black site and then <laughs> unhood you in fucking Colorado somewhere. When you got picked up in Oregon. That, 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 that wasn't them. That was uh, marshals and, um, uh, yeah, guard guys actually can't do that. They were dressed like National Guard guys, but, yeah, guard guys aren't allowed to do that. Okay, so it wasn't the National yeah. Guard, but it was... Feds. 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 All the way. Which National Guard is run by the state, technically. Really? They're I didn't know that. I thought that was part state. of the, the, the military, like the federal military. They can, they can get federalized, but um, uh, during most times, they actually work for the governor of each state. No shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. We've just been federalizing them a lot recently. Like, when I went to Iraq, I was federalized National Guard. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I was was started out Washington State National Guard, and then got rolled into the regular army. So then it was First Cavalry Division again. So yeah, that's the way that shit works. So like when the president says they're calling in the National Guard, it, I think he I think he can only call in like the D.C. National Guard. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there is no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not sh- quite sure. But I, I all I know is they've been using them way too much in weird places, and not for fighting forest fires. So this breaks up the cowboys as well. So the trouble kind of goes away. The Earp gang goes to Gunnison. Uh, uh, Where Gunnison's in what Colorado? Colorado. Yeah. Bat Masterson goes with them as far as Pueblo. They attend a par- prize fight there. Uh, but the only man both fighters agreed to referee it refused to do it. So the promoters just had a dogfight instead. What the fuck? Did you say like, dogfight? Okay. Like they yeah, had airplanes? Yeah. No. Oh, much worse. No. Just dogs. Just <laughs> dogs. Michael Vick type of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, oh, they had dogs oh, yeah. fighting each other? Yeah. To mm-hmm. see? Wait. To see. Oh, my God. Okay, because they didn't, they had dogs fight because the two boxer guys couldn't agree on, or, what, the guy that the, everybody wanted to be the referee wouldn't do it or whatever? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. So, oh, we can't find a referee for our human fight. Ah, fucking, let's have these dogs fight. Oh, my God, instead. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So glad television was invented, but also so oh. sad that television was invented. Oh. Fuck. Anyway. Oh, my God, we're fucking doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so Wyatt's in Gunnison Doc remains in Trinidad for a few days After doing some gambling Then on to Pueblo Then up to Denver These he motherfuckers travel him. Like a lot Yeah A lot of travel Yeah These are you know 150 miles between places So mm-hmm. um, So he in- introduces himself to authorities Saying, you know, I'm wanted and I'm unarmed, so I'm not acting like a fugitive. Um, but a guy, a nut job, more or less, named Malin, who claimed to kill that he killed his partner, uh, tries to arrest him up there in Denver. Just some uh, asshole? Just some guys like, you're under arrest. Who the fuck are he's, you? Yep. So, like, sovereign citizen bullshit? Like... He's actually a con man. He's pretending to be a sheriff. Oh, so a sovereign oh. citizen type of shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the sheriff does, does hold Doc. Uh, Doc asks for Bat Masterson. Uh, Malin was a con man that said he was a sheriff of Los Angeles. And Doc killed his partner in Utah seven years earlier. Uh, the sheriff's department took it at face value, but the Denver Tribune questioned the story saying that the lawman was scared of Doc and scared of his own pistol. <laughs> so he got some Barney Fife motherfucker trying right, to right. arrest him. Well, just the paper cast in mad shade, like, hey, such a pussy, you're scared of your own pistol. <laughs> uh, May 17th, the Pueblo chieftain reported that Malin had conned some guys in Akron, Ohio. Another paper reported that as soon as Doc was arrested, Malin wired Behan to send him some money. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Uh, but the no sheriff's problem. department wouldn't change its mind because they were in on it too. Uh-oh. The marshal in Pueblo came up because he was friendly with Doc and he used a loophole in the extradition to get him extradited to Pueblo on some made-up charges of larceny to get him out of Denver. Nice. 
So Behan was talking to the sheriff's department in Denver, trying to pay him off, trying to get Doc arrested for all this shit. Meanwhile, while on trumped up charges in Denver, you get charged with trumped up charges in Pueblo to get out of Denver. You know what, Stuart? I like you. You're not like the other people here in the trailer park. Oh, yeah, I got a note from Purple Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, finally, this all goes on, but the governor of Colorado and Arizona get involved. Uh, they do a kind of backdoor deal. Arizona and Colorado want- have one governor? No, they both have governors. Oh, they got together. Okay, yep. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that long before that that they actually had governors because uh, Fremont was the first governor, but he didn't want to be That's governor right. of Arizona. So they kind of make a deal to the Arps to, Arps to be pardoned, and Doc was taken to Pablo to face the bogus charge. Uh, bail was set for $300, and then Doc was freed. Uh, he rested there 10 days and went to Gunnison to see Wyatt. Oh, so after up. this, this little Denver ordeal kind of makes Doc more famous than the Earps at the time. Kind of makes him out to be a bad man, bad shooty guy like, man. <laughs> bad shooty guy man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk all day, bad shooty guy man. Guy Rome's man. free. <laughs> uh, two days after Doc's court date and Peblo, Johnny Ringo was found dead in the Chiricahua Mountains. Dead from a single gunshot wound to the head. It was a parent suicide. Yeah. Though the coroner's jury said the cause was unknown. Kind of over time, Johnny Ringo becomes a mythical figure too. Kind of portrayal of an educated loner. Kind of like Doc, brooding and, you know, like Johnny Depp. Emo kid. But that had real no basis in reality, though. He was just basically average, ordinarily white dude. Sure. Because if you read his poetry, it's, it's not brooding at all. But I guess no. that's that's the thing is famously in Tombstone, you know, it's like that. Uh, oh, Johnny Ringo, yo, no Daisy at all. Like, and when it's where they use "I'm your Huckleberry" and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he probably like they're saying there's a good chance he just was in the woods and just shot himself in the head, and none of that shit ever happened. Happens. I ran out of whiskey, and life isn't <laughs> I worth it anymore. Could not go on because yeah. life runs on whiskey in the 1800s. Uh, some say Doc came back to fire the shot, but obviously he was in, still in Pueblo. Uh, Doc heads for Leadville, another boom town, but at 10,000 feet, it's not great for somebody with breathing problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, Doc was behaving himself up there, getting into local politics. Yeah, because he couldn't. He was. He couldn't over er, overexert himself. Yeah, so he's yeah. just like, <sighs> well, yeah, whatever, man. Sure, those speeches were captivating whenever he'd get up to the podium. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Gambling, am I right? (sighs) (sighs) But as a Southerner, he actually sided with the Republicans, who were Democrats at the time, which makes sense. If that's confusing Uh, to you... He helped fight a fire uh, in town. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) But of course, three days before Christmas, he was arrested for being drunk and carrying a concealed weapon. So he's still getting in a little trouble. Whoa, you can get in trouble for carrying a weapon back then? Oh, yeah. In town. In town. In some towns. Wow. In a lot of towns. Especially drunk. Uh, Yep. And arguing with saloon keepers. At some point during the winter, Doc was let go from his pharaoh dealing gig at the Monarch. Either it was from his drinking or his stage two consumption. 
which would be coughing up blood all the time. <laughs> and he could only talk above a whisper. Step right up. Step right up. Place your best. <laughs> Don't mind me. My bloody spittle all over the pharaoh. You guys want You guys want to buy some pharaoh? I'm holding it, and I got a lot of it. <laughs> Gross. So there he definitely began to use laudanum along with the alcohol. He didn't fare too well over the winter. His sickness cost him another dealing job because he couldn't show up. Uh, he battled pneumonia and dropped weight during that winter, too. But he looked really this, good. Well, that's what people thought during the day because they were <laughs> white and pasty. Ooh, shit. It's Are like, you a vampire? You're all goth and shit. Yeah. yeah. So Doc uh, borrows $5 from a bartender named Billy Allen to gamble. Who, who, uh, who, well, the fun part about Billy Allen, he's not just a bartender there at the Monarch Saloon. He's also kind of like the Monarch Saloon's bouncer, but they call him a special officer, which just pretty much he's a bartender that's allowed to carry a gun and fucking arrest people in the bar. <laughs> so that's excellent. I wish I'd had those powers when I was a bouncer. I'd be well, probably better than I didn't. I'd probably got a little power mad and... We all know how these stories work out, but totally. I I think at the very most you would have pistol whipped some motherfuckers. Oh yeah, for, <laughs> they no would have deserved it. Uh, we 100%. should probably start a side podcast of just stories of the funhouse. <laughs> yeah, most so, of those stat- statutes of limitations are up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he said another guy owed him five dollars, and he'd pay Billy Allen as soon as he got the five dollars from the other dude. Oh, Ponzi but that scheme. guy lost all his money gambling, too. So Alan was starting to get belligerent as Doc was making excuses on not paying. Uh, Doc even tried to get a loan to pay him back, but he was turned down. So Doc was getting on hard times. So Alan gave him Doc till noon Tuesday to pay him back or else. So or Doc was convinced that he was going to be killed by Alan. Um he was across the street from Alan, and Alan saw him walk into this other bar and went in after him. Uh, Alan was warned that there would be trouble when he walked in. Uh, somebody hit a revolver behind the bar for Doc. Oh, nice. Doc, Complimentary Doc grabs revolver. It. Yep. Uh, Doc grabs it. Alan didn't see Doc. Doc fired, and Alan swung around and caught himself with his hands as he was getting back up again. Uh, Doc shot again. Uh, Doc was going to fire for a third time, but it was grabbed. So, oopsie doodle. Uh, Alan was rushed to a doctor's, and it, his life was saved. But there's no pistol that was found on Alan. Uh-oh. But some witnesses said that they saw one on him. Uh, Doc said that it wasn't just the $5, but it was kind of pretext for murder because he was set up by... He had other enemies in town, uh, enemies way back from Tombstone. So sure. Alan was a friend of this Tyler guy that he got into a fight with, too. So Jesus Christ. So Doc was arrested and charged with assault with intent to kill and put him in jail. But Doc was acquitted, and it went to trial. But it was found out Alan made plenty of threats, and Doc didn't need to see a gun to fear for his life. Right, because Alan was huge compared to Doc, who was wasting away from fucking... Tuberculosis. Sure. And looks yeah. like a fucking Twilight vampire. He was 125 pounds when he was healthy. So 125 pounds without the sparkles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that spring over the... And uh, actually it was over the summer that Wyatt met up with Doc in the lobby of the Windsor Hotel. Doc told Wyatt of his sickness, being in bed most of the time. 
Uh, Duck knew that he had borrowed time. Uh, Wyatt said, isn't this strange? If, if it were not for you, I wouldn't be alive. Now it's you that must go first. Oh, that's cherry bedside manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it funny? Uh, I would have died a long time ago without you. Uh, well, enjoy your uh, shuffling off your mortal coil there, buddy. We'll see you uh, later. Yep, see you later. Good luck. Good luck with the U.S. Medical uh, Service yep. or whatever. Just take some more laudanum and put some leeches on you. It'll be all right. So basically, Wyatt knew that he would never see him again. At uh, spring 1886, Denver was cleaning up his gambling halls. Uh, Doc left town for Pueblo, then Silverton, then back to Denver. But then Doc said that, saw that Denver was getting tougher on crime. He was actually arrested for vagrancy standing on a corner. He was basically asked to leave town. So he goes back to Leadville and stays there over the winter at 10,000 feet. Jesus Christ. Uh, May 1887, he leaves for one last chance, curing his consumption by going to Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Uh, despite his health, he got a job dealing pharaoh there. But the springs there seemed to make his consumption worse. Because it's his body sulfur. was Yep. Wasting away, breathing difficult, diarrhea, sweats, colicky pain. Breathing difficult, diarrhea? Oh, yeah. that's a... Okay, never mind. That's a list. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried breathing diarrhea? <laughs> no. I definitely have not, but it sounds hard. I'm not going to ever try. Hopefully, man, that's the way you don't want to go out is breathing difficult. Breathing diarrhea. difficult diarrhea mm-hmm. sweats. Yeah. Uh, he gets a case of the flu that forces him into bed, and he never gets better. So that's 33 days in bed. He was actually up for two of them, and the last two weeks he was in and out of a coma. Damn. Uh, Big nose Kate claims that. They made up, and she nursed him back to health at the end, even though no well, other died. things say that. <laughs> uh, November 9th, 1887, Doc passes away. See, how, uh, do you, how do you nurse somebody back, claim to nurse somebody back to health that died? You, you clearly didn't work if they died. No, not very well. No. Uh, Doc passes away, and it's said later that his last words were, that's funny, I thought I'd die with my boots on. But if he's in and out of a coma for the last two weeks, probably not. His last words are probably like... Well, now, uh, we, we talked about this in the Ladies of the Old West, I think. Uh, yeah, Bob, yeah, Big Nose Kate. Big Nose Kate, where he in the movie, he's like, that's funny. And then just dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of the end of Doc. I don't know if he was a good dude or a bad desperado or a little bit of both. Probably Ooh, a little bit of both. He was definitely a fucking racist. We know that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just assume that's the case with most of these fuckers at that at that time. I know. Isn't it refreshing on occasion when you find one that isn't though? Yeah, isn't totally. Just, oh no, like the yeah the the like the one guy whose name doesn't spring to mind probably because we haven't talked about him yet because yeah. or just didn't exist. Well, definitely John Brown, but like I'm sure there's another oh, yeah. person. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there's another person that, yeah. that's like. Like, not racist, not anti-racist, but like not racist. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, well, the, well fuck, okay, everybody's. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. 18, he was a man of his time. 1870s woke ain't exactly woke, you know, like for sure. But whatever. Fuck, man. He wasn't as yeah. racist as John Wesley Harden, though. So no. Well, just wait for it. One of these days, Tony, we got to do the Earps too. Oh, I can't wait. Now I can't wait, because I know a little bit more about them from this story. Like, I didn't realize they're basically, like, a bunch of shitheads. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of total fucking shitheads. 
the herb, the herb crime Possibly. family, because they're they're likely they're sold to you as like like lawman, fucking yep. lawman family. It's like no, they're fucking turds. Also, that's well, that's that's kind of shit. Like you know, uh, I don't think he's gonna get to see it implemented now. But you know, uh, the the current president's um, idea that we gotta like replace uh, regular history with uh, patriotic education. Oh my god, dude! Patriotic yeah. education is the kind Fuck. of shit that tries to tell you that the herbs were infallible, you know, justice and law and order, and they're they're basically Batman with giant mustaches. First of all, humans are complicated. Ain't nobody like that Absolutely. anyway. Absolutely. Um, sec- uh, second of all, yeah, a lot gets shit washed, you know, yep. over over time. Uh, Absolutely. That's so. why it's important that we don't just make up, you know, oh, George Washington the cherry tree, and that's all. Forget about all them slaves. Yep. Know. So. Well, that that is the that's the base for this whole fucking show. Pretty much. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're doing our part. Would you like to know more? Like, <laughs> to confuse the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one was... Yeah. Oh, There's man, a, lot gotta, of, a lot of names and a lot of moving parts in this motherfucker. Well, that's the thing is I even know this story, or at least the OK Corral shit. I know it pretty well. But all I ever think about it is like, OK, the Clantons, the McClory's, um, and then, yeah, Stillwell, uh, Johnny Ringo, Curly Brill. Those are more or less your main, your main shits. And I was even getting lost in the weeds because... Will was basically like, well, and then John begat Hezekiah, and then Hezekiah begat Dolores, and, you know, it's like the family tree from, like, the fucking Old Testament or some shit. Totally. You know, like... But it's important, and that's why they don't want to teach it in school, because it's complicated. Right. True. It's fucking complicated. But I would say for for, for our uh, listeners, uh, rewatch Tombstone and keep some of these, these things in mind. Uh... The fact that that really super cool shootout between Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo probably never happened. Um, the fact that the Ike Clanton and those guys were seen by the law almost in as good a light as the Earps at the time, depending on what town you're in and who you talk yeah, to. Yeah, you basically had rival um, gangs. Yeah, yeah. Rival gangs that were both shitbag motherfuckers on each side. Which one's going to take over the town? Right, and I do think the movie did a fair enough job of showing Behan is kind of a duplicitous piece of shit and kind of a coward mm-hmm. a little bit, but it just doesn't go as far into him. Um, yeah, good stuff. They they totally left out the fact that there was other Earp brothers, for sure, and they have it where uh, Virgil and Morgan both get shot on the same day, and as you know, that wasn't on the same day. Yep. So, um, well, but, the cowboys were definitely stealing horses. Yeah. The Earps might have been stealing from their own... Um, uh, employer in Wells Fargo. Yeah. Uh, what else? So they're uh, you know, and the the kind of the more upstanding people in uh, Tombstone kind of sided with the Earps. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe why we know the Earps story a lot Class better than warfare. the Clanton story. Yeah, because Clantons were the working proletariat, and the Earps were the moneyed industrialists, whoremongers, and Gamblers. You say whoremongers? I said whoremongers, all right. Tight. Like I said, Wyatt Earp uh, ran a brothel at least once, possibly totally, twice. Totally. Well, all their wives were former Soil, employees, soiled doves. too. Yeah. Well, then we, uh, well we, I guess we didn't talk about her because we weren't talking about her. Earp's not even wife, like, or was she his wife? Uh, 
the opium uh, oh. laudomatic. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's none of them were officially married either. That's so. for oh, good. Yep, that's for a different episode. Uh, yeah. All right, I have right. a toddler banging my door down. Let's go out yeah, in a sure. hail of motherfucking gunfire, and we'll see you guys next week. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. Miles. <laughs> <laughs>